Oscar 49 is deep in the heart. Like Joe Montana in the corner, deep Clark. Garrison Hurst, stiff farm going 99. Don't get it twisted, one and all with prime time. John Taylor, Jerry Rice down the sideline. NDB, greatest owner of all time. Groovy. Welcome to the 49 of Faithful UK show. Two preseason games down and only one left to go before the real season starts. I'm Gareth Ellis and I'm joined today by Nadia Kawar. Hello. So the big news is that both Lee Gowland and Paul Hope have failed to make it past the last round of roster cuts. However, I am very confident that no one's going to come and claim them. So they will be signed to the practice squad. And if they work hard, they'll be back on a podcast again soon. Uh, Sorry, boys, you're not going to miss a show and it not be mentioned. (laughs) So the road game against the Vikings ended with a a deserved 17 to 7 Niners win in what was a game filled with errors, drops and penalties by both sides. Difficult to assess, really, an overall performance, but who caught your eye in Aji? Uh, yeah, it was a pretty ugly game. It was uh, preseason in full swing. Wasn't it? It's just uh, very hard to watch this kind of football. Uh, who caught my eye? A, f- a few players. I think uh, let's start D-line, I think, because mm. uh, that was our best unit on the day. Uh, caused a lot of problem to Kellen Mond, who uh, apparently has lost his job in a, <laughs> in a result of that game. So, yeah, let's, let's start there. I think... Drake Jackson, uh, ramping up slowly. Kinlo back again, just, you know, doing what he does and seem like he's a bit fitter. I forgot the last name I wanted to mention. Uh, Amenehu. Amenehu, that's it, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, these this three guys played played really well. I think it's nice to see uh, Drake Jackson getting a bit more play time. Uh, I think there was a couple of plays. If you guys follow uh, Jordan Elliott on the uh, on his website, SB Nation, for the 49ers Nation, uh, there's a bit of a breakdown of what he does. And he fell down on one play and carried on and managed to get in Mon's face, which uh, resulted in that first pick by George Odom. So uh, it's just nice to see him, you know, relentlessly going at the quarterback um, and him ramping up. Lee seems to think that that's going to cost uh, Samson Ebukam his job. Uh, I'm not quite so sure because he's got quite a long way to go, but yeah, good to see him getting better and better as the week goes on. And uh, hopefully he'll make an impact during the season. That's good to see. Um, what about you? Did you enjoy yeah, Omenihu and Kinlo? Yeah, definitely. I, I, I thought the, the D-line unit as a whole looked, looked pretty good. Uh, the guys looked uh, uh, fit, particularly uh, Kinlo seems to have a perhaps a bit of a more of a motor on him than, than perhaps he has looked. Obviously, that may be linked to the injury he seems to have been carrying for uh, at least a couple of years. I think it stems back to even into college. Uh, and he's talked about how much better he feels, how much uh, more he can just focus on playing the game rather than potentially sort of thinking about uh, what his knee has been doing. So that looked good. Uh, yeah, Drake Jackson, really, really impressed with him. He's beginning to look like how on earth did he fall to, what was it, pick 60, 61, wherever mm-hmm. we, we managed to nab him. That looks like it could be a bargain. He's looking, to me, a bit more like a first-round talent. Uh, I was I was very impressed with the fact that he always seems to be uh, getting himself upright and he's got his arms in the air um, deflecting passes, or at least it's just giving the quarterback something else to, to worry about. Um, yeah, and, and I thought Amenehu, I don't know that he came up on the stat line, uh, but to me, he seemed to be getting the best of his uh, offensive line blocker time and time again. I don't think he was quite getting there, but it's just, it's that pressure. If you can get pressure in the pocket from every direction, uh, quarterbacks are just not going to know what to do. I mean, some of the best guys will obviously be a bit more elusive, but um, I think we can really, really rattle some offences. And there's going to be a lot of offensive coordinators and head coaches just scratching their heads 
on uh, we're going to have to play four tight ends against this defensive line um, and, and with the depth and the rotation and we haven't even seen Bosa yet and yeah. we know that Bosa is just an absolute monster um, I think it's 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 what we've hung our hat on for the last few years having this powerful D-line and having a D-line you can rotate and keep strong into the third and, and into the depth of the uh, fourth quarter of games um, yeah very pleased with what I've seen so far uh, yeah, and, because it's you know it's it's like a Armstead season last year where he basically wasn't getting sacked and people were getting getting on him for it. But you know if the guys here occupying double teams or at least taking doing his job to free other people to get there, um, you know D line is a unit same as any any other unit on the field. But even more, you know, we, and with Bosa, I think you know the extra worry that the O-line will have to uh, deal with. I think Omenu and and Drake Jackson. I think somebody, I think it was it Alex Simpson put on the post, are we going to get 48 sacks? Um, would you take the over-under? I, I think it's looking over this year for me. Two and a half per game. Uh, I think there's something we can definitely do. Uh, and I can see some games where we could, you know, the D-line will take over and get five, six sacks. So, yeah, looking good. Uh, anywhere else you want to talk about? Somebody that maybe jumped at you, maybe in a negative way, uh, before we go on to uh, running backs, I think, later. Yeah, I did um, did have a, a, a couple of people that I think... Um, uh, Danny Gray, again, just seems to be uh, immediately adjusted to, to life in the NFL. Uh, seems to be uh, a steal, again, in the, in the third round. Uh, he yep. looked good for me. He obviously gives us something different. Uh, it'd be interesting to see how, how much he plays against the Texans or, or how much he plays early. We know that Shanahan likes to to trust his receivers and some of these rookies have to wait and, and earn their game time. Uh, maybe looking more like week four, week five, week six before they, they come in. Uh, but I've, I've got few concerns about the way that Danny Gray has looked so far. Uh, so, yeah, uh, pleased to see uh, or looking forward to seeing what he can do um, and, and how Shanahan is going to utilise his his speed because he's clearly an absolute burner um, yeah. and something that we've missed for a while. You mentioned running backs. Uh, I think, yeah, the running back battle is heating up. Uh, mm-hmm. Good and the bad, Naji? Uh, I think Sermon's losing ground. Uh, and I'm not sure it's his fault necessarily. I think the O-line played pretty poor and we can talk about that next maybe. Uh, some people flashed, some really didn't. Um and I think he's, uh, he's just, yeah, either he's not lucky, but he's also not doing what he should do. Uh, same again, Jordan earlier talked about him bouncing instead of, you know, trusting his blocker and following Rolls Dwelly on the play where he could have had easily a first down or maybe even a touchdown. And then it's one-on-one versus a, co- a corner in open field rather than the sideline. Um, but they all did it. I think, you know, TDP did it as well, especially on a fourth and two, fourth and one account. I remember but I think the the hole is there and if he's if he trusts it and puts his head down he, he could get that first down easily rather than try and bounce and make something with his leg which which he does a little later on um, and he broke a few tackles on a on a really nice run and finished it strong and then that big run up the middle that finished on a three four yard line was pretty impressive too uh, so you know it's like best of both worlds almost uh, you see really good flashes um, and even Sermon, you know, he, he lined up at a wide receiver, he called the ball at the backfield again. So there's a lot happening, uh, and they're all battling, but I think Sermon's losing a bit of ground. I think TDP might have gained a bit of ground. And I think the strongest guy that uh, we had on, on that game anyway was Jamal Um 
I thought he looked confident. He looked like he knew he was doing as he should. He's been here with us for three years. Um, and I, yeah, it's just it's just going to be so very tight and very hard for for Shanahan to to decide who to keep because obviously we've got Mitchell and Wilson uh, waiting in the wings are probably one and two. Uh, and, and Jordan Mason looks like uh, he, he could be good too. It's just yeah, it's going to be a battle to the end I think. And I think it's going to be more down to. Who could we stash on the practice squad? And if we cut them, are they going to get claimed of the waiver, or can we keep them? I would keep all of them, uh, but at the moment, I think yeah, Sermon's losing the battle. Yeah, I'd I'd, I'd agree with that. I uh, I'm rooting for the guy. I, I yeah. hope he can do better. But unfortunately, in the in the two preseason games, he he hasn't really been able to make any sort of impact uh, hasn't been helped by by the offensive line but you could say it's been the same offensive line that other guys have lined up with uh, I'd agree I think Jermichael Hasty is beginning to look really good I, I was hugely impressed with his ability to change direction sharply but not seem to lose any speed he yeah. seems to have a, a good ability to just uh, be elusive um, and if we can get him into the backfield, then then maybe that will be uh, a replacement for Moster because he does look quick. Uh, and I think being a being a smaller back, he he does give us something different. Um, and yet Jordan Mason, I think he he just seemed to run through contact uh, and and be refused to be taken down un, yeah. until he gets at least another two or three yards. Uh, he has that constant ability to to seemingly fall forward which always gets you another one or two yards. Uh, Hasty seems to have that as well. Uh, and that's something that I think was a bit lacking from Trey Sermon's game, yeah. uh, regardless of the blocking. When he runs into contact, he's stopped. Um, and I think Jordan Mason and, and to a certain extent, Davis Price uh, seem to have that, just that extra little bit where you felt like they could get another couple of yards after contact consistently. Um, so, so I'd agree. It's uh, Trey Sermon needs a big game. I, I think, however much he plays against the uh, the Texans, um, but yeah, running back room, I think as a whole, uh, looking looking good, um, despite yeah. the the obvious loss of uh, uh, Mostert for this season. Yeah, we've mentioned O line, few struggles there. Any any bright points? Yeah, for Jason Poe, and I think uh, everybody's on the same page here, jumped off the screen. Uh, some really, really, really good block, really pulling and, and burying linebackers and making big holes, uh, especially on the high and price run uh, that almost got him in a touchdown. Um, just good stuff from, you know, a guy that... Where was he? Let me, uh, let me pull the... Uh, he's a, yeah, so he was an undrafted free agent this year. So he's a mm-hmm. rookie. Really, really yeah. good getting praise from Trayton Williams, which is obviously <laughs> something you want, um, I would imagine. But yeah, apart from that, I think Aaron Banks had a bit of a, a bit of a struggle game, um, and then Burford was all right, pretty good. No, nothing, no mention of him or nothing jumping off the screen, which can be a good thing for an O-line. Mm. Um, anybody else um, you want to mention apart from obviously Poe? Poe had a very good game. No, I think it's it's still going to be an area of uh, uh, concern, and I think there's there's potentially still some uncertainty about how how people are going to line up. We, we'll have to see how uh, McGlinchy is for week one, uh, and yeah. maybe someone will get the nod to come in at right tackle. Maybe uh, Colton Kivitz uh, seems to be potentially a, a good candidate there. Again, he's another guy. I think he's a third year player now. 
And I think uh, um, he's, he stated that getting cut last year when we signed to the practice squad um, gave him a bit of a kick up the backside to to put the effort in to improve his game. Um, and that, that's been noticed and, and he's reacted in a positive way to that um, uh, amongst the coaches. Um, and there, there is potentially a position there, certainly swing tackle, um, maybe to be won. Uh, and he might be at the top of the list for that at the moment. Um, it will be interesting to see who lines up as the starters versus the Texans. Yeah, um, yeah, that might give us an idea. Yeah, for sure. Well, we've waited long enough. We should we should talk about Sammy Womack. <laughs> <laughs> well, People are going to say what's going on. We're contractually not obliged to with uh, with Lee not being available. Uh, <laughs> well, we yeah. can mention it, uh, you know. Good, uh, good fumble recovery. Although it was on special mm. team, but uh, it's good that he's trusted to be a, a gunner on special team, and um, he, he did make a few tackles, or very close to make a few tackles, last week against the Packers, and then obviously getting, getting the the fumble recovery, which was you know forced by uh, McCrary Ball, the guy that had mm. the pick uh, against the Packers. So I think these two guys uh, uh, probably. I mean, definitely Womack will, will probably be starting, but I think McCrary Ball as well might solidify his roster spot at, at least as a as a special teamer and, and a, you know, a backup linebacker if we ever need it. Uh, but apart from that, for Womack had a good game again. It started uh, in a nickel, so only played maybe a quarter, maybe a bit more, and it was pretty solid. Uh, so... Uh, good stuff there no no regression which is what we want to see <laughs> I, I i was surprised to see him actually lining up on special teams because i think he's he's clearly in this in the uh, position now to be that uh nickel corner um yeah and I, I was surprised. I thought we'd be beginning to protect him as a starter now already. Uh, Diondor Lenore had a, had a fairly tidy game. I, I don't yeah. think it left, leapt off the page, but he seemed to uh, uh, make some good tackles. He seems to be a difficult guy uh, to beat with the ball in hand. Uh, I think he's he's someone who's, who's shown a bit of improvement from his a bit up and down season last year. Uh, yeah. So hopefully uh, the secondary is going to look potentially better um, than it has for a while. Yeah. Uh, fortunately, there are, there are a couple of uh, injury updates which involve the secondary, Jason Verrett and Jimmy Ward. Uh, what's your analysis, Naji? Well, I think Verrett is more of a... We've put, just put him on the pub list, uh, so I think he can be activated week six. I think it's just give him time to rehab. We know his injury saves us doing a cut, so we can keep somebody else on the roster for another couple of weeks for the last few days of training camp and then it'll make the you know the last decision maybe a bit easier with uh, with the Texans games as well uh Ward uh it's the hamstring and I have a feeling uh please correct me if I'm wrong in a comment but that's uh that's the kind of injury he used to have when when we first drafted him because uh, uh, he was quite of injured quite a lot the first three mm. years and I feel like that's why he used to have and I used to take him way more than than a few weeks to to recover and he was kind of in and out of the lineup all season um there is chatter that it could be worse than initially anticipated i've heard things as bad as week four um it's pretty bad i mean he's you know he's a captain he's 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 kind of the leader of the safeties and he's kind of in control of the scheme and telling what you know people what to do especially the young guys like Thomas and and Walmart now probably and Chavayos Ward was only been here for a couple of months you know since we've signed him so um, having him down is not ideal um, but also I'm kind of excited to see what 
somebody like Joel Jordan, who's been, he's got two picks in two games, uh, mm -hmm. you know, can do, can show, maybe, uh, you know, push for a, a starting spot if he can shine and show better. Uh, so, yeah, that's, keep an eye on that. You, you, Jimmy Ward might not be playing week one, I think. Uh, I think it's a bit of a tall order for him to do so. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I think that's about it. I think Mitchell um, and Mike Lynchy are supposed to be playing week one, but you never know. I'd rather they not play week one and they play uh, the other 16 games rather than try and battle to come back and never be right the whole season. So, uh, yeah, skip an eye on those. Yeah, definitely. So the final preseason game uh, is late Thursday night versus the Texans. Uh, starters are expected to play, certainly the first and maybe even the second quarters. I think Shanahan has talked about Trey Lance getting uh, the first half of the game. There, it's difficult with, with the starting lineup. There are uh, a few holes running back with Elijah Mitchell out uh, and the guys in the secondary that you've uh, uh, you've just mentioned that will be out for injuries. And there's players like Chavarius uh, uh, Ward and, and Mosley who, who have only recently returned to practice and so may not uh, sort of be considered the starters for the game. Uh, who who do you think is going to uh, be on our presumed starting uh, offense uh, and defense? Well, I think we'll probably, you know, we'll see Debo, we'll see Ayuk, we'll see a bit of Kittle. It's been a while. I think everybody's waiting for that. Um, you know, we'll see Juice. I think all these guys need to kind of start running a little bit, get to game speed. Uh, yeah, we'll see Trey. Uh, in the backfield, it'll probably be Wilson, at least for a bit, just to see how, where he's at physically, if he's ready or not. And then and then it'll be up to, uh, I think it'll probably be Jamichael Hasty as a, as a two, if... And yeah. as a one, if Wilson doesn't play, and then and then it's open season to for the other three guys to show that they deserve a spot. Um, the O line is a big question. Uh, I mean, Trent should play a little bit. That left guard, I, I think it'll still be Banks. I, I just you know, Kyle doesn't really trust rookies, although it is a preseason game. So will we see Jason Poe? Will he have earned a spot and try and show it with the ones? Apparently, he's been practicing with the ones. So we'll see. Um, Brendel center, Burford a right guard, and probably Jalen Moore uh, at right tackle. It's hard to yeah, say. Or Colton McKivitz, yeah. Um, we'll see, but it'll be a good indication of who we have as a two uh, or one, obviously, whoever starts. On defense, I think it'll be Ambry Thomas and Demo uh, as corners, and then uh, Walmart is a nickel, and they'll probably off and Odom, I would imagine, as uh, the two safeties. Um, and then can see some Fred finally as well. Uh, Bosa might play. Dre uh, Greenlaw should play. Uh, I'm not sure Armstead will. Um, I don't know where he's at with his injury, uh, but it'll be, it'll be good to see Kinlaw and Ebukum and, and Ridgeway a little bit with the ones as well. Yeah, I, I I can't wait to see that if there's there's Bosa, Kinlaw, as you said, maybe Armstead with with Drake Jackson yeah. uh, backed up with uh, All Pro Fred and and Al Shire behind them, um, and just see what it looks like, even if it's only for a series or two. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, I'll be interested to see the camera pan to faces of uh, offensive coordinator for the Texans, <laughs> and as he starts pulling his hair out if he has any. Uh, I don't know who it is. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm I'm excited to see what that unit can do um, uh, with with all the starters in place, um, and I'm I'm hoping for shades of 2019 again, where opponents would get the ball and just be pushed backwards and backwards and backwards and punt. So uh, um, fingers crossed for that. Uh, and I think the the running back battle is going to be interesting. Whether 
Shanahan is going to put some guys in against uh, what what we presume will be potentially the Texans starting level players. Uh, is he going to run with with guys like Wilson and, and Hasty, or is he going to see what Sermon uh, and TDP and, and maybe Jordan Mason can do um, against uh, proper NFL quality uh, players? Well, Texans <laughs> NFL quality uh, players, but still they they are they are NFL quality rather than the uh, 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 you know the thirds or fourths that uh, certainly Sermon, that's uh, not Sermon, uh, that Jordan Mason was playing against, against the Vikings, yeah. um, which, which does seem it's a, it's a valid point. Um, but there's still people on an NFL uh, practice squad. So it's going to be potentially, with roster cuts looming, a make or break game. Who do you think might well be on the, on the hot seat and, and potentially cut when we're down to 53? Uh, I don't know. It's really hard. I think this... We're gonna lose some like 27 players, so obviously a lot of people are gonna are gonna go. Um, it's it's really hard to say. I I think Willie Sneed is probably not gonna make it. Yeah. Um, I don't think he's had best of chance to show, uh, you know, where we were. Um, I think Fumagari might go. Um, there's so many names. I'm not gonna start listing everybody because <laughs> it'll take us 20 minutes. Um. But of the big ones, I, I, I'm not really expecting, you know, big surprise. Uh, I think Tavarius Moore might have just got a little lucky with the uh, Jimmy Ward's injury. We might keep him around uh, just because of that. Uh, I, I don't know. Is there anyone you can think of that could get cut? Maybe Nate Sudfeld? Uh, well, you know, it's it's the battle whether uh, Brock Purdy does uh, does enough if he gets some game time. Uh, to just make it impossible for for Shanahan to uh, uh, to cut him out right, whether he might sneak onto the 53. We're, we're used to carrying three uh, quarterbacks. Uh, I, I'm personally very comfortable with carrying three because yeah. uh, you never know when there's going to be injuries and and you never know when there's you know concussion protocol or COVID still. Yeah. Um. And, and suddenly you're going to lose a player. Um. Suddenly we we're, we're scrabbling around to try and find somebody to suit up for a game who's literally had the playbook chucked in their hand three or four days before. Um, you just never know. I I'm, would be very comfortable to see Brock uh, Purdy and Nate Sudfeld uh, make the um, make the roster. I think, uh, as we've talked about before, I think Sermon needs to have a good game. If he's overshadowed by the other running backs, uh, I think he's he's going to drop down the list so far that he's, he's going to be cuttable. Um, I think uh, Justin School, we talked about him before, that he's uh, um, struggled. I yeah. um, think he he needs to show that he, he can step up. He's coming back from injury. Um, and there's players like even potentially Ambry Thomas, um, who, who hasn't really seemed to, to put his hand up and, and show show the improvement. Um, he, he's the sort of guy who, who potentially needs to show something uh, in the game. And it's a shame that Arthur McCreary Ball has been... Um, uh, good for us uh, and a good guy to have around but uh, the numbers would just mean um, he, he's unlikely I think to to dislodge uh, Flanagan Fowles yeah true um, yeah. purely because based on experience but hopefully he's a guy we will be able to sneak through into the practice squad right, uh, yeah. uh, and, and, and have him around in case we need that cover at linebacker so uh, once the uh, Texans game is in the bag, we'll be uh, looking forward to week one 
Um, and the big news, of course, is the watch party organised by the San Francisco 49ers and due to pl- take place in Leeds for the week one matchup or hopefully annihilation of the Bears. Uh, don't forget, you can keep up to date on that on uh, Facebook with the events uh, uh, page uh, and Twitter um, when Paul is back from his holiday. Uh, anything to add there, Nadji? I- I'm unfortunately unable to attend yeah, due to... Uh, work uh, a work commitment uh, very early on the Monday, um, but I think you're uh, you're attending Naji. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, uh, it's only a, an hour away from me, so it would be <laughs> it would be a shame to not go. Um, yeah, I will say two things. First of all, be patient, people. I know there's no many details or information about what's happening, and and the city was unveiled quite late. Um, I, it's kind of out of our hands. We are relaying information as they arrive to us we've you know we've been pushing for for them to tell us what's going on and uh we we don't have much say in this so yeah be patient as soon as we know all the details and everything and where exactly in leeds uh you you guys will be the first to know for sure there'll be a post on a on facebook paul will tweet uh probably a million tweets about it um but i will say even if you're on the fence i i think this one is not to be missed i think the fact that it's organized by the 49ers then the the franchise itself uh here in the uk is quite massive uh we know there's going to be games there's going to be giveaways so uh, even if nothing else but that is happening i think there's going to be quite a lot more people than usual um you know than usual meetups purely because it's organized by the niners and i think it's just going to be a great day um and what a way to kick off the season so come down um you know book your hotel you don't have to you know if you have work the day before you can go after we're playing the six o'clock game so don't be afraid to just come down say hi um uh, and, and have some fun i the, the third thing I would like to say is I think we're going to try and record a bit of this podcast over there. I don't know when or how exactly mm. we're going to do it, uh, but we're going to try and like do a live that we can plug in uh, after on the review or something, tag it on the end or tag it at the front of it. But I really want to do it. I think it'll be cool to get some of you on the mic and just to say even just to say hello and how excited you are about the season. Um, so yeah, I'll try and do that. I'll take my microphone down. I'll take my uh, my tablet. And I'll try and try and do that. But yeah, it's gonna be a blast. Come down. Uh, you know, let's show us support. Let's show the the Niners that they did the right thing organizing it in the UK, and that we can do a good sh- you know watch party and make them proud so they can do it again and again and again, and and we can reap the rewards of of you know our favorite team being here in the UK as often as possible. So yeah, mm. I, I can't wait. It's gonna be fun. Definitely a, a a great way to start the season. Yeah, um, so yeah I, I I hope everyone who who is able to attend has a has a great time. Uh, just make sure the show's not too good, otherwise my uh, my roster position on the podcast <laughs> might be in danger. I think uh, I think it'll probably be very chaotic and very. Uh, don't worry, I think your seat is. You, you've made the the first two cuts, so uh, I think, well, I think we're it. good. <laughs> great stuff so thanks to everyone who listens to the show don't forget to like and subscribe and you can even comment on whatever podcast provider you use uh, and of course we have the youtube channel which you can find for 
uh, searching for 49er Faithful UK. Hopefully, as Naji said, we'll have some more content uh, for things like the YouTube channel uh, generated uh, by you, the loyal UK faithful fans, uh, up at the event in Leeds. Uh, so until the next time, go Niners. Go Niners. Greatest owner of all time, Groovy, Walgreens, Bill Belichick, where all students have Bill Walsh.